Welcome to the Get Out and Try podcast. I'm your host, Katie Axel. We're picking up with part two with Amy Frischman from Taylor's Falls Recreation. Last week, we talked about their five generations of history, as well as the riverboats. And this week, we dive into canoeing, kayaking, and camping. Check it out. So now let's transition over to the canoe rental. That's open for people that are camping with you, as well as open to the public to rent canoes from you, correct? Correct. How does that work? So the canoe rental, it's taylorsfallscanoe.com. Mm-hmm. And once again, the best way is to make your reservation online. And we have canoes. We have double kayaks, which are brand new last year, and single kayaks. Mm-hmm. And you choose what you want to do. We specialize in one-way canoe trips. So you travel from Taylor's Falls to Osceola, which is seven miles, approximately two to three hours of paddling time. Okay. Or you can take longer. There's no price difference if it takes you longer to get to Osceola. On the weekends, we open at 9 in the morning, and the last pickup is at 8 p.m. So you could, in a sense, be out there all day long. Okay. And then we also do trips from Taylor's Falls to William O'Brien, which is 17 miles Mm. and about five to seven hours of paddling time. We'd like to tell our guests when they're, well, what do you think? And we're like, one, are you looking for a relaxing day on the river or are you looking for exercise? Right. And if you're looking for exercise, then we recommend going to William O'Brien. But you know, if there's a strong south wind, it can be a difficult paddle. Okay. So I would say about 80% of our visitors choose to go to Osceola. Yep. Because most people are looking for just a fun day on the river. Yeah. For those of you that spent time on the St. Croix River, you see, you know, especially when the water's low, you have several sandbars and sandy beaches and places you can stop and picnic and uh, throw the football around or swim and mm-hmm. just play all the way down the river. It's a great way to yeah. spend the day. How challenging is it as far as a paddle goes? It's a perfect river for someone with no experience at all. Okay. Um, You're traveling with the current. Yep. Now, once again, like we talked about, if there's a strong south wind, there are times that the wind is actually blowing you up further than the current's going down. Not very frequently, but you can look at that. We we like to tell guests that if they go down a ways and there's a strong south wind and they come back, we won't charge them anymore. Let them return the canoe in Taylor's Falls. But you don't need to have any, there's no rapids. There's no rough part. I mean, there's always an inherent risk when you're in the river. Yep. Everyone is provided with a life jacket mm-hmm. and 12 and under are required to wear those life jackets. As an adult, if you haven't paddled before, we always recommend to wear your life jackets. Yeah. Um, and if you have one that's your own, that's more comfortable, maybe the vest zip up. Yep. Life jackets, for sure, bring your jackets. Yeah. Every rental includes the life jacket and a paddle. Mm-hmm. For a canoe, it includes two life jackets and two paddles for the canoe and the double kayak. If you have a third person for the canoe, you can have a duffer or somebody that sits in the middle. It's an extra fee for a life jacket if you don't bring your own, and you can get an extra paddle as well if you so choose. And the canoe rental is located inside the interstate state park. Mm -hmm. You can just drive into the park and start your canoe trip. You do need to have a park sticker. And it is, if you don't have one, it's $7 for the day or $25 for the season. There are times the park fills up. Used to Last couple of years, it's filled up a lot more because people weren't carpooling as frequently as they used to. Yeah. And if that happens, we also run shuttles from the campground, which is right off of Highway 8. Mm -hmm. And you can park at the campground. We provide shuttles constantly down to the Minnesota Interstate Park. Okay. The beauty part of that is one, you don't, if you don't have a park sticker, you don't have to purchase one if you don't choose to. Mm -hmm. Um, And you also can buy supplies for your canoe trip. We have uh, ice. Um, snacks, uh, waterproof cell phone cases. The most thing that's lost on the river every year is cell phones and car keys. Yeah. So we, we sell those little, uh, waterproof floating, 
um, cell phone cases yep. at the campground, little coolers and just snacks yeah. and stuff that you need. And then the biggest thing that people like is we do have flush toilets yep. at the campground rather than the vault toilets, which are located inside the park. So there, there are your two options for parking. And mm-hmm. then the bus at the end of your trip in Osceola or William O'Brien will bring you back either to the campground or directly to the state park. Is so there always a bus waiting or do you have to wait sometimes 15, 20 minutes or? Sometimes you need to wait a little bit. We used to have set times that it would come. And now with COVID, because we didn't want to put, you know, 70 people on a bus, we started doing continuous shuttles, which were continuing. So basically shuttles start at noon in okay. Osceola and run till eight o'clock on the weekends, 6 p.m. on the weekdays, okay. Monday through Friday. And so if you pull up and you see a bus driving away, you maybe would wait a half an hour. Okay. But typically our bus driver will look downstream. They don't see any of our canoes or kayaks coming and then they'll head out. And then when they're done with dropping people off, they will come back. Got it. And on the weekends we have, you know, up to three buses running and we have shuttle vans. You typically don't wait longer than a half an hour unless you've got some really bad luck or, you know, sometimes in the St. Croix Valley in the summertime, traffic can be atrocious. Mm -hmm. Um, So if there's an accident or something like that, you might wait long, but we typically... 15, 20 minutes max is your weight. Do you allow anyone to bring their own canoe or kayak? It's a public river. Yep. And people go out in the interstate park, which is a public park for everyone. Yep. You see a lot of people do bring their own canoes, their own kayaks, all of that stuff. We do not haul people's canoes or kayaks okay. for them. Our insurance does not allow us. Okay. We do provide a shuttle. If somebody wants to park in Taylor's Falls, paddle down to Osceola and then get on our shuttle bus and maybe somebody stays back with the canoe or kayak. Got it. Um, and then drive the car back. It's a $20 fee to mm-hmm. do that. And you need to pre-purchase it beforehand because if we, if you're planning on doing that and for some reason we don't have guests that day or something changed, it's yeah. not a guarantee that our bus will be there Yep, and do it. And so that you can do that right online or you can call us Yep, and then just purchase that shuttle. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Canoeing 101 for someone, or kayaking, because it kind of yep. goes hand in hand. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to think of the 101 level questions, like what should I wear on my feet? So I always recommend to wear like an old pair of tennis shoes mm-hmm. or a pair of Keens or Tevas. There are a lot of mussels in the river, clam shells, right, that are super sharp. Okay. Um, and there's a lot of places where the water is shallower. You can get out and walk and do that. But I've seen a lot of feet get cut up, on whether it's from the rocks or the mussels in the river. Mm-hmm. So you don't want flip-flops that are going to fall off your feet. You want mm-hmm. something with a strap around your heel. Mm-hmm. I recommend to dress in layers because it gets hot and then sometimes it's cold. You want a hat. Yep. You want sunblock. Yep. A bug spray. And bring a cooler, no glass bottles or anything with glass on the river. Mm-hmm. And bring a garbage bag because anything you need to carry in, carry out. Yep. Pack it in, pack it out on the St. Croix. And and bring bring water to drink. And bring some snacks. When it comes to actually sticking your foot into the kayak or the canoe, that seems kind of scary for some people because that's that's a hard thing to find your balance. It's a right. weird feeling. So I, what I would recommend, so when you come down to the canoe base mm-hmm. and we have, you know, you come up and you're like, oh my gosh, there's a pile of canoes and a pile of kayaks. And, you know, they're like, great, go take, you know. Pick which kayak you want and head on the river once you check it in. It can be overwhelming. And I, I would like to say that, you know, we're there to guide everyone into the canoe and kayak. That it does not happen on a busy day. Yeah. If, if you've never canoed or kayaked before, any of our staff is more than happy to show you how to hold a paddle, mm-hmm. how to do at least a basic C stroke and a basic J stroke, which mm-hmm. is on a canoe or a kayak, how to do it, how to sit in there, which is the bow or the front end, which is the stern or the back end, because you do see people getting out and all of a sudden they're out in the river and you're like, 
um, turn around. That's, that's <laughs> the back of the boat. That's the front of the boat, you know? Yes. Um, you know, but you know, that's the hardest part. We, we, we train our staff and we've got a fantastic staff of young people working down there. And you can typically tell who's paddled before and who hasn't. Yeah. But there's some very simple things, but I would say, please, please, please ask. Yeah. Um, especially Speak if you're up. on a busy day, just let us know, Hey, could you just give me a few pointers? Mm-hmm. And then our staff, a lot of times when you get in and you know, if you're in the bow or the front of the canoe, sometimes you need to walk in the water a little bit and then someone's in the stern and you push them off. Um, you might get your feet wet, yep. you know, so don't wear your favorite shoes. You know, don't wear high heels. Doesn't always work. <laughs> yep. Wear a bathing suit. Wear stuff that can get wet. People do tip over on the river. So don't bring, you know, your favorite outfit. Or if you have a cell phone, it's just such a good idea to have it in a waterproof case. Or leave it in the car. Why do you need a cell phone? Unless right. you want pictures. Right. You know, right. and then they can take us on Instagram. Yes. Yes. They should. Yes. So. What happens if you tip? If you tip, you get out of the canoe, make sure you're both safe. Pull the canoe or the kayak with you to the to wherever you can touch Okay. Okay. And then once you can touch, then you, and, and the river is narrow. You can see both sides of the river the whole time in the section you're rivering. Cause there's, there's ways to do it without being able to touch, but in the, any place you're at, you're going to be able to touch when you get to the shore. Yep. So once you're there, you grab it and you tip the canoe back on the side and empty the water, flip it back over, and then you can carefully climb back in. Okay. And don't ever stand up in a canoe. If you want to switch places, you have somebody in the middle standing up is, and you don't want to both, if there's two or three of you, you don't want to all lean the same way. It, it You can tip. Yeah. You know, or if you have a dog, people ask us how many people you can have in a canoe. Mm-hmm. We recommend not more than three. Yep. Sometimes you'll have two young kids, an adult, which is fine. But I tell you what, with two young kids, especially that's how you're going to tip over because those kids are going to be playing. They're going to be putting their hands in. If they both those kids lean the same way and mom and dad accidentally do it at the same time, you're going to tip. The beauty part now is, say you have a family of four. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend getting one kayak, a single kayak, and a canoe. Then you always have one person sitting in the middle, and the kids want to paddle. So you put a kid in a kayak, which they could, a seven, six, seven-year-old kid. I mean, obviously, everybody knows their own child. Yeah. But a six, seven-year-old kid can kayak. Yeah. You know, and then you put mom or dad in the stern or the back of the canoe, mm-hmm. and then a kid up on the front and somebody sitting in the middle. Then somebody's always can be resting, mm-hmm. and then the kids can have an opportunity to do it themselves, and then you can switch it around if someone gets tired. Yeah. You know, in worst case scenario, you have one, a mom or dad in the canoe and a mom or dad in the kayak, and then the kids can be kind of helping. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. You know, but it's nice to have, it's just fun to have everybody have an opportunity to actual, actual paddle yeah. on the river. And in seven miles... You know, it's not, it's not horribly long. I mean, it really, if you paddle the whole time, it's typically two to three hours. Yeah. But we, most people take, you know, three to six hours to get there and make a day of it. Bring a, a sandwich and mm-hmm. and float and enjoy the day on yeah. the river. Mm-hmm. And your kayaks are open. So if you tip over in the kayak, you're not going to be stuck upside down underwater. Correct. We have two different types of kayaks. We have an open, either one, they're none of the ones like when you pitch your kayaking and you're going through the rapids and you've got the skirt around you and all that stuff. We do not have anything with a skirt. Yep. We have a sit on or a sit in okay. kayak. Both of them, you are going to very easily fall out of that kayak. You won't be stuck inside it mm-hmm. by any means. But it's just like anything. You're in the water. Yeah. There is always an inherent risk when you're in water. Mm-hmm. Wear a life jacket. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody that's ever drowned on the river, whether you're paddling with us or anybody else, they're not wearing a life jacket. Yeah. And the the sandbar that's right after Rock Island, it's well known in Franconia. There are times that you can have the bow of the canoe on the sandbar. Someone steps off in the stern, you step off the back of the canoe mm-hmm. and it's 10 feet deep. Okay. 
you know, and that's where some bad things can happen because, yeah. you know, and wear a life jacket, keep yeah. that life jacket on. There's no shame in wearing a life jacket. Right. And if you don't, even if you're a good swimmer, there's currents. Yes. It's a river. Yeah. I always and, wish, um, cause we're down in the Hudson area mm-hmm. And I was talking with a friend where we said, you know, it'd be really nice if in school they would have like the DNR take the high school kids out and teach them about current and and swimming. Because a lot of times you'll hear about someone that tries to swim across. And in that area, you you shouldn't and you can't. It's, yeah, it's dangerous, but. My husband used to teach a class. He was at Centennial at the time and taught mm-hmm. a cl- called Minnesota Outdoor Connection. Okay. And he would use our canoes and bring them and actually put them in the pool. And he took the kids on different canoeing trips. And I know some of the schools have done different things because I do think it's important to learn. And everybody, especially you live in Minnesota, you should probably know how to swim. Yeah. But some people don't. And not everybody grew up here or mm-hmm. on the lake or in the water. Even the best swimmers, though, that current, oh, I yes. think, is, you know, someone could be on the swim team and a state champion or something, and yes. still, they're, they're not more powerful than the current. So right. that's the most unpredictable part is on the top. It looks so beautiful and peaceful, and underneath it, there's mm-hmm. a lot more happening than that. So Correct. We are lucky, though, that the section that we paddled at Taylor's Falls all the way to William O'Brien is, I mean, it's not a soup. There's no rapids. Yeah. And it, yes, there's a current. And there's a current taking you down and swimming across and sometimes can be hard. And there is wind, but there's not, it's not like being like in, in a wider open area of the yeah. river where you can have the top two feet can be calm and then you go down and there's different currents and, and that type of thing. You're not going to see that in that section of the river. Yeah. Which is nice. Yes, absolutely. More calm experience. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's transition over to the campground. Okay. You have all kinds of fun there. Talk me through it. We do. So at the campground, we have pull-through sites with water electric sewer. We have sites with just water and electricity, and then we have tent sites. So you can, you know, choose what is best for you and your family to come out, whether you have a tent or an RV at the campground in our general store. You know, we have uh, things you may have forgotten and little games, and we have a pool table, a section of board games for you to come in and play if it's a rainy day, Mm -hmm. Um, ice cream, pizza, all that good stuff if you want snacks. Um, and we also have a swimming pool and mini golf, volleyball and basketball and horseshoes. Um, we are located adjacent to the Swedish immigrant trail. So you can either walk that trail all the way into Taylor's Falls or bike the trail. It is a, a paved path. You can take it also into Schaefer, which is a, a really nice way to be able to get into town if you so choose. Yeah. You bring your bike. So you have how many sites total? We have over 100 sites. Okay. Yep. So there's quite a few sites out there. Um, if you're looking to camp on the weekends yep. and you want um, water and electricity, I would recommend making the reservation soon. Okay. Our sites, tent sites, typically two to three days if it's a nice behind, we'll, we'll start to sell out. But our water, like Memorial Day weekend... Um, we are sold out already for anybody that has water and electricity. We do have a wait list. And then 4th of July, it's probably getting close. Yeah. And then other weekends, as you get closer to the time, it gets harder to uh, find a site with water and electricity on the weekend. Yeah. On that Friday night and Saturday night. So how many tent sites are without water and electricity? I would say there's probably like 20 or 25. So there's a fair number. If you go on our website, which is wildwoodcamping.com, the beauty part of that is you can go, you can, there's actually a picture of every site. So you can put in there, do you want water electric sewer? Do you want water electric or do you want tent only? You can either look at it by the name of the site or you can look at it as a map and it will show you where it's located in the campground and what sites are available. And then you can click on it and you can see a picture of every site 
that's there, which is nice to be able to see. Every one of our sites has its own picnic table and a fire ring. And so you'll be able to do that. We do have a couple double sites if you're coming with another family. The difference there is you'd have two picnic tables, but only one fire ring. And people can tent on the water and electric sites. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Several people, people choose to do that, but they like to be able to charge their cell phones. Right. That's good. <laughs> I was thinking like in this day and age. Yes. But also maybe they're bringing their laptop up there and working, right? You said Absolutely. that that might happen. Yep. We did have quite a few people that chose to come up and work virtually from the mm-hmm. campground, either come right when, when COVID started, our internet did not go out throughout the whole campground. So we had people come working at the general store in the guest service center and sit up there and work on their um, laptops. But now there is free basic Wi-Fi through the whole campground. Mm-hmm. Obviously on weekends, it does slow down considerably. Yep. Um, and you probably won't be able to stream on it or do a Zoom call. Mm-hmm. But if we have a program through SkyWeb and you can go on and you can pay for a 24-hour or a one-week or however you want program that will allow you to get higher speed so you could work virtually if you needed to be. Or if it's a rainy weekend and you want to sit in your tent and watch Netflix all weekend, which I don't ever recommend doing that, <laughs> but I know guests do. At least come to the general store, right? Yes. So, um, yeah, so uh, there is an ability to get uh, higher speed internet throughout the whole campground now. Okay. And you're not on the waterfront, but you've got a pool available for people to swim in. Yep. And we're about a mile from Taylor's Falls and from the river and lots of lakes. Sometimes people will bring their boats and want to go and boat that. But there's uh, there's uh, the Lawrence Creek is a little, usually a dry stream. Right now there's water running through it, through the back of the campground and right by the Swedish Immigrant Trail. Yeah. Um, But uh, typically it is dry. And you have access to, you know, canoes somehow. (laughs) Plenty of canoes and kayaks that you can rent. Yes. uh, Yeah, we do do shuttles down too if you're staying with us. Um, you don't even have to drive to go canoeing. Yep. You just come up to the front desk in the general store and we'll get you all checked in and then we'll shuttle you directly down to the river to do that. It seems like a really great space to camp at in general, but also a great space for a family that might be new to camping as well. I I would think so. You know, we have a lot of people that, you know, camping is the big thing now and a Mm -hmm. lot of people are buying new campers and we have a lot of guests that come just from local areas. Um, You know, our first guest this season this year was from Schaefer. Yeah. And they had just bought a new camper and they're trying it out. So it's a good time to, to come and do it. And it's for families, it's really nice. So we have quiet hours start at 1030. Okay. And fires are out at 1230. Mm-hmm. We close the gate. It's not locked if you have an emergency and need to leave, but we don't let anybody drive into the campground after 1030 because mm-hmm. I know there's children running around. So we're definitely a family campground. Yeah. Um, we don't allow fireworks at the campground at all. And yeah, um, it's a good safe place to bring your kids. And it's nice because you see, you know, kids bring their bikes and they're biking up and scootering up. The roads are gravel, not blacktop, but yeah, scootering up to the pool and hanging out in the pool and the nice playground there. Yeah. And stuff. So. Well, even for a family being new with tent camping too, it's Correct. just such a safe space because you've got restrooms available, you've got the store available and lots of help. Right. And uh, it's nice too, if it does storm really bad, you know, it's not far to go home. And if you get really wet, you know, if you take your tent camping for the first time in the boundary waters and you end up with inclement weather, you know, that's tough. And if you are camping with kids, it's nice to get them acclimated in mm-hmm. a safe environment. Yes. Um, you know, it's not far to run to, to get what you need and yeah. to get out of the rain. Yeah. You've got plenty of spaces for people to go if there is severe weather. Oh, and you know what else I want to talk about? So the other thing is we work really closely with Wild Rivers Conservancy. 
And so anybody that goes on the boats or canoes, you will see that they can make a donation directly to the Wild Rivers Conservancy for a dollar, five dollars, or ten dollars, or they can select no thank you if they don't want to. Um, but a hundred percent of that money at the end of the year is a check written directly to the Wild Rivers Conservancy to help that organization to help maintain and keep our rivers healthy and clean. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I do love about the river is I look back at pictures, whether it's from 1910 all the way to now, it looks the same. Yeah. And, you know, where I grew up swimming in the river and playing in the river and now my kids and hopefully my grandkids, they're all going to be able to see the same thing we did. And that's the beauty of it. You look at the future and the future is bright. We're going to keep having the boats and the canoes and the campground and keep welcoming people to our glorious area and uh, let them enjoy a little downtime and be outside. I just think with everything going on in the world, being outside, slowing down, taking a deep breath, it's good for the soul. That wraps up this episode. Thank you for listening. Be sure to rate, review, share, and subscribe to the podcast. That's one of those small ways that you can help support the podcast and help others to find it. Make sure you're also visiting getoutandtry.com often, keeping you connected to the calendar of fun and happenings in the St. Croix Valley area. Until next time, find some ways to connect with your community. Support those hardworking small businesses that host all the fun in the valley. Go, get out and try.